2: Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Uni Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. Always happy you're here. Always starting the podcast reminding you guys that this is not therapy, but I am a therapist. Today, I'm pretty pumped about the episode today, about the guest that I have today. It's somebody who I originally asked to come on the podcast, and she said no. <laughs> but she since has come around and her name is Megan Repass. She is somebody I met years ago uh, working at a treatment center and she was part of the adventure team there and you'll learn all about that. I won't spoil it now, but she is incredible. Incredible. Talk about somebody who is good at what they do and talk about somebody who honestly, if we go back to the episode I did about passion and purpose, she is a jackhammer type person with some hummingbird tendencies. But she was created to do the work that she is doing right now, and she does it so well. I have always looked up to her in regards to just her as being a good human, but also what she does and how she does it, and the joy you you're gonna be able to like even like feel the joy and the like love of life through your wherever you're listening to this, you'll be able to feel it. I promise. She's awesome. She now works at. On site, and she also does some private practice stuff with adventure therapy, equine therapy, and all of that. So, I'm going to put her info in the notes. If you want to get in touch with her, please do that. I am just sitting here as I didn't plan what I was going to say, but I'm sitting here thinking about like, I feel so lucky that the universe and God, especially, has put her in my life because you will hear I was not supposed to be an adventure therapist and for some reason I was and for some reason we were connected and I'm very glad about that. So I'm not going to sit here and like gush about my friendship with Megan. (laughs) I'm going to let you listen to our conversation and hopefully you guys learn a little bit about the power of adventure therapy, the power of the earth, the power of metaphor and all of that. Love you guys. I will talk to you in one second uh when the conversation comes in. So how about we get to it? Here is my conversation with my friend Megan. All right guys, I'm here. This has been long (laughs) awaited by me, with my friend Megan. Say hi. Hi friends. So I had asked Megan to be on the podcast many months ago. (laughs)
1: Long time.
2: She said no. (laughs) You (laughs) legit just said no. I did. And oh and, oh, yeah, she just said no. And then eventually she came back around. So was it after your friend texted you about it? Yes, actually. That's exactly when.
4: <laughs> when you're like, when my legit. yes
2: When that was when my trusted friend
4: spoke some wisdom into me. And she was like, podcasts are important. And they're good. And I like this girl. And I'm like, shut up. I know this girl. Yeah. This is my good friend, Catherine Defada. And that's
2: how it happened. Yes. And then you're like, I guess I'll do it. So <laughs> she's here by the grace of God. And... Uh, We'll talk about how we met, but what we're going to do today is talk about adventure therapy, equine therapy, wilderness therapy, all those things. We've never talked about any of that, and it's really cool, and it's really interesting, and it is something that I I think a lot of people don't even know exists. True. So we're going to chat about that, but before, we're going to do a little story time where we talk about how (laughs) Kat and Megan met, and how they became friends, (laughs) and how Kat became an adventure therapist. (laughs) Please tell the story. Well, also, you have to tell part of the story. Okay, So uh, we both worked at a treatment center. Most of you guys know that about me. Worked at a treatment center for a couple years, and I started as an intern, worked my way, got a job, blah, blah, blah. My dream job at the time, I, I went to grad school thinking that I wanted to be an eating disorder therapist at this place that I was working, and I got that job. Well, they created a position... From, from what I understood, they created a position for me and another previous intern that was this like contracted position that would keep us there as therapists. So then when a spot opened up for a permanent position, we could have that and mm-hmm. they were in the works of opening up some uh, more programs that would open up space for more therapists and I was under the impression that they wanted to open a men's eating disorder program which I was so excited to do because I had worked with men and I also worked with eating disorders and then I had my body image group for men there it was I was, it was just, I was on track to like really do what I wanted to do <laughs> so then so then you you start working and to be honest I was internally struggling a lot with the the job and the pressure and how hard it was and work-life balance and I was not loving the reality of what my my previous dream was and I remember driving to work one day being like I just wish I was on the adventure team because their job just looks so fun literally within that week that I'm like thinking that I get an email from the director or what was she the cl- she wasn't the clinical director she program director, program director saying hey would you be interested this is so weird would you be interested in applying for the adventure therapist position and i said heck yeah i didn't even know there was no position so we scheduled an interview why are you
4: laughing i'm laughing because i remember the one question that i asked in the interview was how do you handle <laughs> inclemental weather <laughs> and you said I don't <laughs> I said okay and you said also I don't do bugs <laughs> and I'm not going kayaking <laughs> so,
2: I'm literally I just want everyone to know I am the least qualified at this point probably the least qualified and I probably make the least sense out of probably 80% of the staff at this treatment center yeah. to do this job you did I did not I was a therapist that was literally it I don't like really being outside I don't like dirt like none of that so but I just really wanted to be a therapist but I'm thinking like this is gonna be awesome I'm thinking this is gonna be great and I'm also like so flattered that I was chosen out of all not knowing a lot of really what was going on so anyway I get the but how did you decide like what happened when I left the interview you wanna know the truth (laughs) yeah
4: I've never said this. I don't think out loud. Here's the truth.
2: You had no option.
4: <laughs> now, I think there was like two other people that may have interviewed. But, uh, <laughs> you were not qualified. <laughs> not even close. And you, you answered incorrectly with everything. However, we did what we are doing now, which is we laughed. Yeah. We jived. We got along. Yeah. And you can feel your heart the moment that you walk into any room. That's all you need. Yeah. And you're a phenomenal therapist. You were and you were you were the perfect person for the job. I I mean, like, think about how yeah. many people we were able to truly help. Yeah. How much we learned together and how how great of a team it was. Yeah. Like, was, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Yes. Minus I, the days that you would not <laughs> do the sessions because you're like, I'm not kayaking <laughs> and I'm not doing that. I'm not climbing that pole. I'm not. One I of those. climbed the pole.
2: That's true. You did. I, you know, I take that back. You did. <laughs> I took, did not go kayaking. It took some some lovingly i d- yeah i did do that so what what happened just so you guys know i did go <laughs> to a training and like i passed and i like learned how to do the things but you were phenomenal. I would not be able to have done all that stuff without you there like the therapy stuff was second nature to me but the other stuff was like a yeah. like foreign language yeah all that to be said, the only reason that they actually offered me that job is because they were about to do a shit ton of layoffs and they didn't want me to get laid off. So they needed to put me in a permanent position. So that was why I even got the option to interview. Right.
4: But I'm so grateful that it was you. <laughs> All that to be said. Like and I you didn't say. get laid off. Yeah. No, it yeah. Was great. And it was amazing and it was awesome and it was great. And here we are Yeah. with, my gosh, you have your own practice, your own business thriving and look you're on a I'm on a podcast with you this is amazing yeah you're so awesome you would have like, well, this thank is you. huge
2: oh thank you
4: i'm so proud of you thanks so for all of your listeners what do you call them listeners viewers i don't yeah. even know i'm never viewers they can't see you okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> listeners all your listeners if you haven't met her in person then you really should because she's one of the best oh, that's you
2: thank you so yeah so
4: thanks for having me you're amazing yeah. oh, and i'm <laughs> so glad that you are an adventure therapist with me
2: so, if for anybody who's listened to a lot of the episodes, the one we did with Elena, we talked about somatic therapy. She, she was is. on our team. Yes. So best that year was of the our life. Be- oh, ever. My God, it was so. F- I mean, there are so many things I remember being annoyed with, but also you're annoyed <laughs> uh, with. Uh, there's parts of every job that are annoying, yes. right? It was the so most funny. fun I think I've ever had at, in a job, and. The reason I really even wanted to talk about adventure therapy on the podcast is because yes. the stuff that we did was crazy mm-hmm. and so meaningful and like life changing. And I think a lot of times what I struggled with is like I wanted to do all of this like deep trauma work and all this stuff and and whatever. And I didn't realize how important the things we were doing. I didn't re- realize how important that was and mm-hmm. how much the things that we were doing with them just once a week were solidifying a lot of the other work that they were doing.
4: Mm-hmm. Or for some, it was the only time that they actually opened up, yeah. got vulnerable, got into what was really going on inside because yeah. it takes an experience and adventure and activity outside of an office setting because not everyone, for myself, processes especially. Same yeah, I don't process, like your windows are closed. It's been freaking yeah. me out the whole time. <laughs> I can't see outside, yeah. but it's you, so I feel comfortable here. Yeah. But if, if it were anyone other than you, And someone said, hey, Megan, sit down and be you. I would be so uncomfortable because I process in the outdoors, outside, in movement. Yeah. So yeah, adventure
2: therapy can speak to some that
4: other modalities can't.
2: Anyway. Okay. So let's talk about (laughs) what adventure therapy is. Okay. What is it first? And then we'll talk about how you got into it.
4: Yeah, for sure. So adventure therapy is a type of experiential therapy. If you think of experiential therapy as an umbrella and under it, there's adventure therapy, equine therapy, psychodrama. And as you know, experiential therapy is focusing on the experience at hand. Adventure therapy it is two parts. It's activity-based, and it's involving real or perceived risk. So it's an activity, it's an experience, and there is some type of risk involved. One of the godfathers of adventure therapy, Dr. Michael Gass, I have to say his name because he is like my mentor. He is who I learned a ton of stuff from But he explained to me and taught me that the moment that a person gets out of their chair in that moment, they're on an adventure and the power of the metaphor comes into play of what they are doing in that moment. So Mm -hmm. some examples are hiking, kayaking, low ropes course activities, high ropes courses, zip lines, leap of faith, anything that involves an activity and is pushing someone out of their comfort zone. It can be done in an office setting or outside of it. You know that that I don't know if you said this, but even like team, team building, building games, problem solving, yeah. games, games, initiatives. Yeah. yeah. It's activity-based. Yeah. And it it presents an opportunity for people to use different parts of their brain that mm-hmm. they're not normally going to use in a normal talk therapy session. And the principles that they learn in this silly little game, they then take outside of that that activity and apply it to other parts of their life. You know, it helps so many different people. But for folks who struggle with sitting and talking well when they're playing kickball or when they're going for a hike or when they're trying to figure out this challenge with their teammates or when they're building a fort in the forest mm-hmm. you did not like that one by the way for oh building. i hated you that hated one that. yeah that was a lot of dirt it was a lot of dirt <laughs> it was hot ticks mosquitoes, snakes yeah you were not a fan of that but primitive skills is huge that's a whole other story
2: so yeah, adventure therapy, activity based. Well, you know what I'm, um, what's coming to me is during the training, and I don't think I'm making this up, but during the training, I remember we would learn the different initiatives that mm-hmm. we would be doing, and then we would practice them. And when we would learn them, we would actually do them. And would, after you do the actual activity, there's this a processing yes. phase of it. There's always a processing phase. And one of the things that is said first when you're processing is, okay, what happened? Yeah, And I think a lot of times when people look at some of the initiatives or activities that are done at adventure therapy, they look at them as like, okay, so that's a, a, you're doing that. Like you're doing the leap of faith or you're Mm -hmm. doing that, I don't like the 12 step walk or you're doing, you're doing that. You're just doing that. Yes. But what people don't realize is by doing that you're allowing your brain to work a different way which is allowing things to come up in a safe way so i don't know if this is even going to make sense the way i'm saying it but let's say you're doing some like team building problem solving thing mm-hmm. and you get really frustrated and, and angry and you maybe you yell or or i don't know maybe you cry or maybe you whatever you do you're going to have a reaction to what's happening and it's going to be pulling from other parts of your life where then you mm-hmm. process it and you say, well, what happened? I got really mad because nobody was listening to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, what did that feel like? Well, it felt like I wasn't important. Oh, okay, is that is that a familiar feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened a lot, a lot to me growing up. And it's mm-hmm. like the safeness of it being such like a, a you use the word like silly little game. Yep allows stuff to just come up where all of a sudden you're like oh i'm talking about my mom when i was five and like i thought we were just doing this like puzzle right it's like yeah but it allows people to drop into their bodies differently so they're not just thinking logical left brain and trying to protect themselves their whole time right and that's why I loved doing it so much is because there was an aspect of fun and like excitement, but there also was an aspect of vulnerability that we couldn't produce and just talk therapy.
4: Totally. Yeah. It gives folks the opportunity to drop the facade mm-hmm. and they often aren't even aware of it.
2: Yeah. Because yes. they're,
4: they're so engaged in what is at hand, whether it's climbing that wall or hiking this trail, or like you said, getting the golf ball from one end of the room to the other yeah using their uh, pipeline yeah yeah using their pvc pipe yeah they're so focused and so unaware that their body is reminding them of things that have happened and occurred in their past Mm -hmm. and it gives them like you said the safe space to be able to process it it's phenomenal Mm
2: -hmm. hey guys kat here and i have something So let's talk about some different parts of adventure therapy. So we've mentioned some of them, but let's like talk about them. And then I want to talk about two, some like favorite, like memories, if you have any favorite stories, (laughs) Ah, like of actual things that have happened. Because what is wild as an adventure therapist at where we were, we saw these people once a week Mm -hmm. where the other they're, like they have a th- primary therapist and all this all these other people are seeing them every single day mm-hmm. we saw them once a week and sometimes they were only there for a month so we saw them mm-hmm. four times mm-hmm. but I over and over and over again and I know this to be true because I worked in both uh, bo- on both sides adventure therapy was, was people's favorite day favorite. yes and, and they felt more connected to you and I than a lot of their primary therapists yeah and I think just think that's incredible because it's like I, we spend one day a week with these mm-hmm. people playing games yeah. okay so let's talk about some of the stuff that we do so leap of faith i think is an important yeah one.
4: so high ropes elements Yeah. so leap of faith is one of them there's a high you know there's high ropes courses there's zip lining um but the leap of faith to me is just it's the bread and butter mm-hmm. of adventure therapy and there's lots of places around here that you can go and do that in national and big mm-hmm. cities but i mean as you know for the folks who don't you're climbing literally a 40-foot telephone pole or a tree Mm -hmm. and you're strapped into a full body harness and you're on a belay cable and you climb up, you stand on a very, very small platform and you take a leap of faith and you jump off. And it's cool because the pole, the tree, it moves with you in accordance to your breathing. So for trauma therapists, it's a a phenomenal exercise for us because we can teach our clients how the power of the breath is so important. Mm -hmm. And how we hold our breath when we're scared and so when you get on the top if you are breathing into the core through your feet into the ground it will stop shaking which is so crazy to watch happen. it's so crazy but if you're not breathing and you're scared out of your gourd which was ha- you know <laughs> happened often it can sway four feet six feet side to side it's terrifying mm-hmm. again it's the power of the metaphor putting especially a spiritual practice to it of what are you leaving behind? Mm -hmm. What are you jumping into? And you literally are jumping off this pole into the air, Mm -hmm. trusting the system above you. Mm -hmm. Talk about the metaphor there. Trusting the person that has two hands on the rope, the belayer, you know, one of us, the therapist, the facilitator, Mm -hmm. the adventure guide, or sometimes Mm -hmm. the clients themselves, if we taught them and being lowered to the ground. It's when you put a physical experience to a a metaphor mm-hmm. or a principle that you deeply want to practice in your life it just makes it that much more impactful and you're going to remember it mm-hmm. more so i mean you know the neuroscience shows that our brain likes to learn and think and communicate in metaphors
3: mm-hmm.
4: when we are being told metaphors more parts of our brain light up than when we're just speaking in concrete communication mm-hmm. black and
2: white stuff we like that well it's one thing to say you're safe now So a lot of people that are, are, are doing these, and it doesn't have to be this exaggerated, but a lot of the people that we were working with at that point that you still work with are the people who have gone through like Mm -hmm. huge shock traumas, Mm -hmm. like big trauma. And so it's one thing for me to sit in a room with somebody and be like, you're safe and I'm a safe person and like, you're okay. Mm -hmm. That is one thing. And like, sure, that might be helpful, but it's not going to change the actual pathways that have been created around how you view people and how you view safety it's just not going to do that like that but when you have an experience yes of somebody saying you're safe and then you show them yes you are showing them so they're hearing the words i am safe and then they're having the experience of oh i'm safe they, they caught me they said they were going to catch me and they caught me right In our trauma, a lot of times what, what can happen is we have an experience and, it we have fear might be the feeling that comes. So I feel fear. And so the thought with the fear is I'm not okay, or I'm going to die or whatever it is. So then we are marrying those, that thought and that feeling together. So then you go through your life and when you feel fear, you have that thought pop back up Mm -hmm. and the reality is, that fear is a great emotion. We talk mm-hmm. about it all the time on here. Fear is an emotion that tells you that you care about things, it is an emotion that d- is able to keep you safe. It allows you to know when there is danger. And mm-hmm. the reason, uh, I mean, talk about our nervous system and the threat defense system and uh, all of that. Like, that is a good thing for us to have. We want to know when there's a threat. But when there is something that happens, Oh, this could be a whole talk on like poly. We'll do a whole episode on polyvagal theory. No kidding. But when you have a, a, a trauma or something that happens and you have the experience of not feeling safe and something bad happening and you're scared, your autonomic nervous system kicks on to keep you safe and to help you survive. But then if you don't actually process what's happening later after it's happened, if you don't actually process that stuff, that experience is still living in your body. You are in it. You're in it. And so you're not responding to old traumas. You're responding to the trauma that you're having now that's still on your body. And you're moving between not safety and... Um, fight flight or freeze you're moving between like fight flight and freeze for a really long time and what adventure therapy specifically this initiative does is it allows you to have that experience of I'm freaked out of my mind Yep, and then it also allows you to gain some control because as you bring your breath in, yep. you're regulating your nervous system and when you are exhaling slowly and breathing in slowly, you're actually calming yourself down mm-hmm. and not going into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And then you have the experience of somebody looking at you saying, hey, I got you. I know it's scary, I got you, you're, it's gonna be okay, trust me. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fear and then you do it anyway and then you have the experience of holy shit, mm-hmm. They told the truth. Yeah. I'm okay. Yep. That person is safe. I can trust people. Mm-hmm. You get your power back. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, that that is what is going to shift a lot of people's actual belief systems. Mm-hmm. There's power in talk therapy. I do it all day. But that is why stuff like this is so important. Because it's not just telling a story. It's, hey, I'm going to show you. And then we get to create new stories. Right. It's huge. <sighs>
4: it's huge. It's like when people get to the top of that pole before they climb up it. I will now say when they ask me, Megan, am I safe? And I'll say, I can't guarantee your 100% safety, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, there are things that I cannot control in this world. Just like there are things that you cannot control in this world. I cannot control if a lightning strike comes out of this beautiful blue sky, nor can you. Mm-hmm. But you have the power to make to this, the, the decision, are you going to continue to climb up knowing that what you can control mm-hmm. is now yours and rightfully yours, i.e. your breath, your voice, your choices, your yeah. body, well,
2: because yeah, because the other part is like we don't force people to do it, right? No, so some, so many people get to the top of that pole and they don't jump. Yeah, they tons. sit there for like. 30 minutes one time was an hour and a half oh my gosh <laughs> that's bad. and then they decide to time. climb down yeah and that's totally great but that's also I mean that speaks to that whatever happens on that pole is what needs to happen on that yeah. pole is yeah. what I do know because for some people it's more powerful to say I don't want to do it and for us to say okay let's get you right. down right for some people they all they wanted to do is climb halfway up and then come down yeah, we're gonna cheer just as loudly yeah or two steps up. yes and so that's amazing and then some people are like well i only want to climb halfway and then they start doing it and then they're like wait a second no i want to keep going but everything that's happening is their choice right right power of choice yeah for sure oh, which most of our clients box. yeah
4: they didn't they didn't have that yeah for such a long time yes for sure so wanna make a to leap of faith
2: i haven't done it in a long time that week that we trained i had to do it five times dude it's exhausting it's a Actual physical, it's like, very, very physical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's leave of faith. And yeah, I so could high talk ropes. about it for forever. Yeah, me but too. That is a huge one, and that's an adventure of some. I mean, an example of something that is done in adventure therapy, but mm-hmm. also let's talk about the like let because that's a huge one and right. one that people actually right. like really look forward to doing. I think a lot right. of times. But what about these like more like in like discreet, yeah, things? simple like you know I have my private practice that
4: I've used a whole two times in three years in my little office I've literally used it twice because I meet people at a park and we're hiking and we're outside or we're kayaking Mm -hmm. or we're canoeing you know couples in a canoe is phenomenal oh yeah yeah it's talk about a great experience my god and all the powerful yeah. metaphors in that one. But like, what are some of those, like, you said
2: pipeline. But I'm yeah. trying to think of the other
4: things. So there's there's things that you can do. It depends on who you're working with. If it's a couple's, you know, you can do different games or initiatives that are geared towards just two people. If it's a family, you can do um, essentially any sport or game that we play in society. You can turn it into an adventure therapy session mm-hmm. easily, whether it's kickball or softball, basketball, soccer, whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. you created one with your beautiful brain,
1: hold that together.
4: It was phenomenal. I used to remember
2: what it was
4: called. Yeah, we gave everyone, every group got a big uh, ball of yarn and different objects, whether it was toys or stuffed animals or a a can of green beans, I'll never forget that. And (laughs) the group had to create Uh. a web of some sort using this yarn. And they had to hold all the objects up on top of the yarn and move from point a to point b without the items falling through and everyone had to have their Mm -hmm. hands attached sometimes they couldn't speak they couldn't use their voice they had to use you know eye contact or body language and they had to work together i do that with families now
2: it's phenomenal you know what is so fun what i remember is so often when we would do that some people would be so excited to do it and some we're like, this is so stupid, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. I'm spending 30 grand for this, yeah. And you're like, we know, just trust the process. Yeah, but what is cool and the difference between something like that and something like the leap of faith is that's a whole different experience. So then you're really focused on like communication and like creativity and using your imagination mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and play and play. And a lot of times, people's imagination and trauma gets like stuck, and so it's a it's a really good even just exercise mm-hmm. for them. But yeah, play because a lot of people just t- talking talk about like reparenting and like healing your the inner child part of you. Mm-hmm. It it's like oh, what happens when we invite the inner child to come spend some time with you? in treatment mm-hmm. and people are like i don't want to do that like it's like their child isn't allowed to show up or right acting like a kid is bad or being a kid is bad or play is bad or having fun is bad i mean there's so much that can come out of like a game that i made up because it was like rained i think it rained one day yeah and we we needed a rain plan and i was like okay
4: no it rained for like a month and so we were doing <laughs> rain activities every day and we were running like out the of the things. worst
2: part of the job yeah it's like you can't control you? the weather.
4: Yeah. Ooh, can we talk about that though? Because yeah. that's like one of my favorite parts of adventure is yeah. it, the other aspect of how powerful it is, is because it truly gives people the space to build the resiliency. Because if you are doing adventure therapy outside in not so great of weather, in conditions that you would normally not feel comfortable in, it's giving you the real life opportunity to mm-hmm. expand your comfort zone and when clients say megan the weather is awful outside it's too hot it's too cold it's raining it's whatever my response mm-hmm. is typically if you wait for the perfect day to change you will never change it's very simple if it has to be the perfect condition for you to change it's not it's never going to happen
2: so let's do it now and that usually gets them or there yeah i love that because how often have you read that or seen that or heard that mm-hmm. but then what again you're doing is you're taking that that statement that you just said and you're actually putting it into play right you're like oh this is what people mean right
4: exactly because
2: think about addiction think about i mean any of that stuff there's never going to be a, a good day to like get sober like yeah.
4: there's never be a good day to yeah not go back to that same yeah. person
2: or to not or an easy day to yes. to, to get sober or there's never going to talk about like relationship addiction and stuff like that mm-hmm. too and in the cycle of abuse it's there's never going to be a perfect scenario when it's finally perf a perfect time to leave that partner that's toxic right that's, that's not going to happen it's always going to be hard there's right always going to be something but look you can do it here while we're trying to like, i don't know what you would be doing in the rain kayaking oh kayaking Oh God. That- <laughs> i one? wasn't there that day no you weren't ever that i day. wouldn't have been there that day there's <laughs> no. never gonna yeah so you do it you just do it anyway you do it when it's mm-hmm. challenging mm-hmm. and, and that, it can be yes, good
4: it's, in the- it's always good because when you come out on the other side and you see that wow i have a track rec- record of surviving that thing that i thought was unbearable
3: mm-hmm.
4: you're doing something good for your body for your brain for yourself mm-hmm. it's phenomenal it gives you a greater source of strength and well that you can tap into that you didn't think ever existed Mm -hmm. that's what adventure therapy can do Mm -hmm. and that's kind of touching into wilderness therapy, which you mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. like you know me i have a huge bias towards wilderness therapy because there's nothing like it i can't say that i do wilderness therapy here in nashville because i'm not in a wilderness setting wilderness therapy is quite similar to adventure therapy except for it is done in a wilderness setting you got to be in the back country Mm I, have, I see your I face haven't. right now. I know. Like Kat's not going with me. One day she is.
2: One day you're going to come to I Montana. I not do that. I wouldn't do that for a living. I would experience no, it as it. Yeah. I'd like to experience it. Okay. I can be outdoorsy. You just said
4: that to all of your listeners. I'm going to hold you to that. Yes, you can be outdoorsy, but you're like the perfect example of what you've experienced of going out there and doing these things. And then mm-hmm. what you feel on the opposite side. So yeah, oh, wilderness yeah. therapy is a whole different beautiful modality in that you are truly disconnected mm-hmm. from society, from oh, yeah. from technology, from the front country, from all the things that you thought you needed to feel comfortable. And you are really in a situation of okay, what do I really need? Who am I really? Mm-hmm. And when you come out the other side, oh my gosh,
2: there's there's nothing like it. Well, also the ability to connect to uh-huh. yourself the earth your higher power other people yeah the creator of creation yeah itself yeah that when you peel back all those distractions like i i don't know why i keep having this image as you're talking about it i'm just like imagining myself like in a desert barefoot like touching the ground and like feeling the heat of the earth yeah i'm not going there i know i know (laughs) but like that's the that's the image i have in my head it's a good image because because what i'm thinking about is like the power of connecting and how connection is what heals a lot of our stuff whether that's connection to people connection to our spiritual side connection to ourselves like connection is what everybody is really looking for if we didn't have a lack of connection we would not have an issue with addiction in our country our world totally Addiction is a product of a lack of a connection. Yeah, the absence of connection. Yeah. Right. Like that's what that is. And so if you can have a space and you have the opportunity to experience a space where connection is literally sur- you're surrounded by opportunities to connect. Yeah. Do that so like one day I'll go do that. (laughs) You don't have to go on one of these missions. You could just go outside and walk. It's very simple. You can go on a hike. You can notice the trees outside. You can look around. You can like feel the ground. You can put your phone down Mm -hmm. for an hour. Intentional
4: time outside does wonders for our brain. Yeah. Just Google health benefits of being outside. Do you want me to Google it now? You can. Thousands will
2: come up because, you know, I've done it a gazillion times. Disclaimer. I really love to harp on how we can't just Google everything. <laughs> <I'm> literally- <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so this is not a trusted source. Right, um, right. We'll find some trusted source. But the first thing that comes out, up is sitting outside can reduce blood pressure, lower heart rate, and decrease cortisol levels. When our bodies are outside, our body slows down. It helps us feel peaceful and calm. Okay, so without even knowing what the source is we're not going to cite this because it's, okay. it's just from Google, can, but, I'll, I'll be my own source but okay because you would agree with this what this is saying is going outside feeling what the elements it decreases cortisol it lowers your stress level so it's taking all of those things that get flooded into our body when we're experiencing a type any kind of trauma it's helping us discharge some of that yes. out
4: yes if you look up anything by gregory Bratman. Stanford. I mean, like it's overwhelming. Look up Shinrin Yoku. That's Japanese for forest bathing. The research of when someone sits outside in a forest setting, in a green space setting for just 15 minutes a day, like you said, their blood pressure decreases. Their cortisol levels decrease. They have a more heightened sense of self, creativity, it's staggering like why are we not doing that though that's a whole other story well okay we'll go down the road in 2008 i believe 2000, no it's 2000 yeah 2008 homo sapiens became a predominantly more urbanized species so up until 2008 we naturally lived in a more rural setting but now more people live in an urban setting so connection to nature and green space and getting outside is more difficult than it's ever been and by 2070 I I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but something like 60 to 70% of humans will be living in an urban setting. You can look that one up. But it's becoming more and more distant. But the good news is there's more research dumping into why we need to be outside, why we need to go outside. And there are cities, I mean, if you just look around Nashville, go to downtown Chicago, there is so much green space in cities now. Every major hospital, if you walk through it, there's plants, nature scenery, the sounds, floral life. It's it's so important. House plants are
2: becoming a, th- a real Huge trendy thing. thing. And Very. you know what? It they're cute and I have a lot of them in my house too, but that's that should be a reason why they're they're getting more popular. Not because they're cute and trendy right. and cool and they make a cool they, Instagram yeah. picture, but because it actually helps you connect more. Right.
4: Right. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about the outdoors is I love how God did this. I don't have to really understand exactly how it works or even believe that it works but pet scans fmris science shows that it helps our brain and we need it but the trick is not the trick the key is it has to be intentional yeah you can't be sitting outside scrolling on your social media you can't have your phone in front of you you have to turn the screen off Mm -hmm. and literally be intentional outside Mm -hmm. some people are probably like why are they talking about nature when we're talking about adventure therapy because they often go hand in hand you know adventure therapy often occurs outside but it can still be done in an office setting it's just
2: well it's an it's an element of it yes regardless yeah, and it's sure. a very important element of it and it is i mean we have now have this running joke going through this episode of like cat not being out- <laughs> outdoorsy there's a difference and i do want to say because there's plenty of people that are probably listening being like i don't like you don't have to be outdoorsy i don't like bugs and i don't i'm not good at hiking you don't that's not what we're talking about nope i'm talking about like open your front door and stand outside for like five seconds Mm -hmm. like feel the sun like we don't you don't have to d- d- go to uh, megan's uh, wilderness therapy you can and that's awesome but that's you not don't have gonna to do not that. everybody's right. gonna be able to or or that might seem too much so go on a walk mm-hmm. like everybody can go on a walk well, yeah not everybody can go on a walk but if you're able to go on a walk go on a walk right like that Plant a mini garden yes grow an herb yeah. yeah learn
4: how to cook with rosemary yeah all those things Natural light, yes. I mean, I just open the book. It's fascinating, for you. but have you looked up um, research in recidivism rates in prison systems? And when they bring nature, animals is one thing, but when they bring horticultural therapy into it, bird sounds, natural sounds over the PA system, it is unbelievable. Really? Yeah. I'm sure there's some wonderful documentary out there on it. I just don't know what it's called. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of research on it. It's fascinating.
2: Yeah. I'm glad we went down that because we're talking about some adventure therapy. You guys might not all be at ever in a place where you're going to go do that or you, you, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but everybody can go feel the earth. Yeah. Everybody can do that. And there's a benefit to that just as much as there's a benefit to these team building games or the leap of faith. This is something that you can do every day for yourself. Yes. Just be intentional about it. Yeah. Now, before we run out of time, I do, and it's okay if you need to think on this, I want to know if there's a, a story of a, of a client or a day or some experience that you've had, like some of your most memorable uh, moments. I'm going to think of mine too. Well, the first story for me that comes to mind is
4: there was a client, and this might seem a little obvious, but they had a significant fear of water because they'd almost drown when they were a child. And so... Going on the water was their absolute terror. And witnessing and being able to walk alongside them, literally down to the water, and being alongside them in the boat with them and just holding space and co regulating with them for them to see mm-hmm. that the thing that was the most scariest in the world to them, they were able to enjoy it. It was a roller coaster of emotion, as you can imagine. A lot of stuff came up. But seeing them just... Be released mm-hmm. from fear. I, I don't know how to put words. Yeah. I'm bad at this. You, this is where I struggle. I can't put to words what I get to experience or see in front of me. Because yeah. I just get to feel it. So it's, uh, it's hard for me to put to words what I feel, which is kind of funny as a trauma but I think, therapist. But that's
2: the point, though. That's the point of, like, there's the healing that happens in these kinds of spaces isn't about what somebody said it's mm-hmm. not about what somebody said it's what they experienced it's, it's, it's about what you, what they're feeling right and what they're yeah what they're experiencing and so you get to watch somebody they might not say anything but you get to watch somebody go from petrified out of my mind to to calm or like right h- and joyful or yeah whatever you get to Proud, watch that yeah that healthy sense of pride yeah yeah
4: the other one that comes up this just came to mind i just i can still see this image you and I are similar in that we have images that just kind of flash Mm -hmm. in front of us, you know? I was um, taking a group of kids in Virginia backpacking and it was just a one night, it was an overnight. And even if you don't wanna do an overnight because that seems like too much, you can just do a a day hike. Mm -hmm. But this kid, he had some significant anger issues, rightfully so, was dealt a pretty, pretty hard hand. It was a group of eight students and myself and another facilitator and it was just horrendous downpour and it was so cold. I mean, it was miserable. It takes a lot for me to say it was miserable. It was miserable. And we were in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and he sat down on the trail, and that was it. He was not moving. He was not going to take another step forward. Well, the issue is that we have to get from point A to point B to be picked up, and there's eight, you know, seven other students, so. We have to move. Yeah, we got to move. We got to keep going. And he took his pack off, and that was it. And so I remember walking back and sitting next to him, and instead of telling him what to do, I wanted to validate him, give him Mm -hmm. give him the choice that he got to make. He got to decide if he moves forward or not. And I just said something along the lines of, you know, you you don't have to keep walking. You can sit here. And as long as you sit here, I'm gonna sit next to you. And that was it. And it gave that beautiful child the mm-hmm. chance to say, you know what, this is my life. And I'm gonna keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be with my friends and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna keep going.
2: And seeing him let go of some of his anger. Well, yeah, because what you're talking about is let's say that one of the things that subconsciously you might be struggling with due to your own story and your experience and your trauma is the lack of, of, of having a choice at some point Mm -hmm. that can manifest in so many different ways, which is a side note of why I get so annoyed with, which i've been talking about a lot on the podcast and social media about i get annoyed about how social media and people out there can really water down trauma and tell you that like because you do this this you do this that's one of the reasons why that annoys me is because Your experience can manifest in in different ways depending on your temperament and all of that so individualized yes so let's say that not having choice was a part of your your story and it manifests in different ways okay so what i'm imagining happening in that moment is a lot of times there's some rebellion to authority yes because i'm not having a choice and so it's like i'm going i i feel like i have to i have to assert my power in this certain way to maintain safety and protect myself Mm -hmm. and even if somebody is asking you to do something that you might want to do or you don't really have a problem with you your body and your mind creates issues with that out of that protection so where you're sitting with him he probably does the sense of him it's like yeah i want to be with my people i want to finish this i want Mm -hmm. but because it feels like he has to then -hmm. there becomes that part of him that wants to pull away yes And what you did when you sat with him instead of sitting there and being like, giving him all the reasons why he should go or all of the things that uh, he should do, or instead of trying to change his mind, you're saying, I'm going to wait with you until you decide what you want to do. And so it's now opening up that idea that like I get to choose something and yeah. That's what everybody else is doing, but I'm choosing to do it. I'm not doing it because of what everybody else is doing. I'm not doing it because somebody told me to. I'm doing it because I have a clear picture of what's ahead of me, and I am choosing that.
4: Yes, that makes sense. Perfect sense. I just think that's cool, and I think that like which is also the theme of venture therapy. Not, not to cut you off, but yeah, that's the theme of venture therapy. It's the power of your choice. Mm-hmm. You get to choose mm-hmm.
2: if you participate or not. That brings up a lot of memories. <laughs> People just not wanting to do stuff, yeah. And like, uh, to be honest, humans are beautiful people, they Human, are. I love people, <laughs> let's just put that out there before I say this. But some of the clients we worked with, not their fault, not their fault, were real assholes. <laughs> they could be mean, they could be, but Good people, yeah, yeah yes beautiful people yes just and they were in their like, like, wounding yes talking from the wounding Wounded yep. people that just them came with out love. a little bit and so yeah i say that i don't want anybody hear me saying something negative about traumatized humans with that being said yes people did not want to participate in some like I, we we're talking about all of the, like the good parts of like it was people's favorite days and blah, blah blah some people dreaded it dreaded and thought everything we did was dumb yeah Gave us the middle finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, especially when... Ran away. Yes, yes. yes, Running away (laughs) in the middle of a... Oh, my God. But like, also, like in the middle of a game that's so silly to some people, in the middle of a game that's a simple game, what was it called? The 12-step walk Mm -hmm. or with the blocks... Mm-hmm. So there's this one initiative where you have these, like, wood planks. And I'm not going to explain the whole game, but it's really difficult. And you it, you have to find a way to get your team from one side to the other without touching the ground, without breaking certain what rules. And there's things that you do in the middle of the game that make it harder when they mess up. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh-huh. the worst. I remember, like... <laughs> I don't know if it was me, you or Elena, but like whenever we had to remove a block from somebody, I remember being like, you do it this time. You do it this time because people would get pissed Mm -hmm. and yell at you and Mm -hmm. tell you that you're dumb and you're stupid and blah, 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 blah. And you know, it's all part of the process. And then you get to talk about what happened, Mm -hmm. what, what was brought up? Like, what did that remind you of? What did that feel like? How old did you feel when I took that from you? I felt like I was eight years old. What happened when you were eight? And then all of a sudden there's like tears Mm -hmm. and it's like oh so what happened is since you were eight your nervous system has been locked in this one area because you haven't processed what really happened and then all of a sudden that reminded you of that experience and it got turned on you responded to protect yourself but you actually didn't need to protect yourself because right now you're safe you see where i'm going with that like so
4: freaking cool so yeah Everyone thinks it's all fun and games being an adventure therapist.
2: And it is. <laughs> and it really is. Yeah. There's also more to it. Okay, so now that we've kind of explained adventure theory, talked about it and described kind of what what can be done and what it looks like, I want to also talk about quickly who this can be for because I think what we've been talking a lot about is the experience that we've had working in a, a treatment center setting. Yeah. But Adventure therapy also like we were talking about when it comes to just going outside can be for anybody. So Mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about like one, who really is this for? And two, how do people even access this? Like who does this stuff?
4: Adventure therapy is for anyone that wants to learn more about themselves. Maybe learn some tools they can use in their everyday life. It does not have to be for people who are in counseling already or who are in treatment. It can be for the everyday, normal, high-functioning, resilient human being who wants to improve their communication skills within their relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be for folks who want to challenge, who are bored and need to get a little woken up in their everyday life to... Just the mundane routine. A, yeah,
2: you could be asleep to what's not working for yes. you in your life. Yes. And what these experiences will do will wake you up because of the the metaphor, because yep. of the feelings that might pop up while you're doing something that you actually might not really care about this activity in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of life. Mm-hmm. Well, why is that feeling popping up then? Because what is it touching? Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to be woken up to what actually is not working in your life yeah to become aware of it's very very easy to fall asleep to issues in our world because our world is so set up to distract us yeah yeah people make so much money off of distracting you from your life our culture is set up to make money from distracting you from actually being present Mm -hmm. and so this is a beautiful way to pull yourself back up so it's for everybody. Yeah, wonderfully said. Now, not everybody's community is gonna have adventure therapy. Right. Right. So if you wanna get involved, like the stuff that you do, can anybody go to those on those things or is it like so I do adventure therapy in my own practice, you know, as an
4: addictions counselor. Um, there are other therapists that they are trauma therapists, but they also do adventure therapy. And so you can request an adventure therapy session. The adventure is the programs that I lead for on site. On site is a phenomenal organization it's an emotional wellness retreat center 45 minutes west of downtown nashville and we offer many different types of workshops for either individual intensives or families or couples we have a residential long-term program called milestones at onsite it's an amazing incredible trauma therapy program for adults who need to um Take a break from their everyday life and really get down and deep into what's going on inside. Oh my gosh! Yes, you just you just pulled it up on the website. There's my <laughs> big old smile. Yeah, <laughs> and then on-site adventures. We do adventure therapy at on-site in our individual intensives and in our workshops, and also at milestones. But then we have our equine therapy adventures, which are done in the back country of Montana, which, as you know, I am very partial to. Uh, we do that every June, and then we go to Colorado to an incredible dude ranch called Lost Valley Ranch. Uh, it's gorgeous and amazing. Up. Yes, it is coming up. Yeah, there's one in October. There's one for couples in May. And it's an experience of a lifetime. And that is equine therapy based, both both those programs. So lots of different resources, lots of different avenues. I'm very blessed to be working at OnSite for sure. Okay, I like want to go to this Colorado trip. <laughs> you would love Colorado. You would, you, you would thrive. You would love that. As long
2: as I don't have to um you have a cabin okay with a curate sleep in no like
4: a, a yes yes that's you yeah i was gonna say i just don't want to sleep in a tent no montana's <laughs> tent primitive it's phenomenal colorado you have a fireplace your own front it's porch cur- <laughs> hot shower
2: i'm signing up oh, <laughs> oh, please God. sign up
4: oh my gosh please sign up okay. but sign up as um a co-therapist that'd be so fun is that an option <laughs> Well, no, it's not. not, not no, it's probably not. Actually, <laughs> yeah. this this takes me back to our first interview. No, you're not qualified because you're not an equine therapist. But I'd love to have you as a client. <laughs> full circle. Let's just <laughs> full circle. Let's just go as friends. Okay. All right. Oh, this has been that too fun.
2: speaks to. We're not going to go on this tangent, but I'm going to bring it up. Staying in your lane as a therapist. Yes. Like, I'm not an equine therapist, so I'm not going to pretend like I am, and I'm not going to host an equine therapy anything i will definitely suggest people do it
4: can we do another podcast on equine therapy because we didn't get to talk talk about about it at all it's very important Okay, great. we
2: will all right well that kind of wraps it up so one thank you this was fun this is so fun this was a nice episode because it really was just like friends talking about things that they care about
4: yeah but also talking about things that matter
2: that work that
4: help people Mm -hmm. that we have experience in Mm -hmm yeah takes me back
2: all right anyway so thank you guys for listening i'm really sad to report this but you can't find megan anywhere <laughs> that's not true so, you don't have social media i mean you have facebook oh, I got you, you, you don't want that that's well, not yeah i do have a private practice but if they can always just email you so how could well no they, if they want to <laughs> contact you if you want to work with megan then like first of all do it i honestly wish that I don't really wish this, but I wish there was another you that was exactly you that I didn't know that wasn't my friend. So I could like do that stuff with you.
4: That's the best compliment ever. Thank you. I know what you're saying.
2: And vice versa. (laughs) You're like, it didn't make sense. No,
4: no, I know exactly what you're saying, actually.
2: Um, So then how can people find you? Yeah,
4: um, they can email me. It's the wind info at gmail.com. The wind, um, W I N D that stands for wellness in nature's domain. Yeah,
2: my mom thought of that fancy yeah the wind info at gmail.com okay beautiful and you're in the nashville area yes that's important to note yes but i travel to folks like if they are in colorado and they want to do a so if you're interested just email her because who knows what you could who knows who knows what you could figure out So thank you for being here. Thank you for being yourself. And thanks friend. And I will talk to all of you guys on Wednesday for couch talks. If you have questions, honestly, if you have questions about any of this stuff, email them to me, Catherine at unitherapypodcast.com. Because if there's a question that I can't answer that is for you, then I'll just get you on a zoom call and we'll answer it for you guys. Perfect. So do that. And I will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have the day you need to have. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.